Hi, I'm Elizabeth Noyce, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. McGurk! I Do love typing. Do not mess with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you like it? It's being, becoming a human burrito, a plus or a minus. I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Here I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther Boardroom or Ballroom. Because really? She looks like a boss in this coat. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther. It's not just Lena being mean. No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. So fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Welcome to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zorel. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And we are live and wired on the DC TV Podcast YouTube channel and the Supergirl Radio Facebook page to discuss and review the fourth episode of the new animated series, My Adventures with Superman, with the episode titled, Let's Go to Ivo Tower, You Say. Uh, so very excited to talk about this one. This one had a, a pretty big uh, realization at the end, a big cliffhanger. I mean, okay, like a, we're getting like some a, like juicy cliffhangers in this show, like old oh, school style cliffhangers, really, really big ones. So the, this will be a fun one to talk about. Uh, but before we get into our episode discussion, why don't you, if you're watching us live, get, give our, our stream a like on YouTube or Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel and like the Facebook page if you haven't already. And uh, that would be really helpful to us. We would appreciate it. Uh, but until uh, we, um, well, I guess now is what we should do after we've sort of asked for your likes and your subscribes, uh, we should probably get to the news. So, Warner Brothers Entertainment released a trailer for the upcoming animated feature film titled Scooby-Doo and Crypto 2, (laughs) which will be available on digital and DVD only at Walmart on September 26th. Yeah, I don't know why Walmart. That's uh, why why they wouldn't put it in all the stores. That seems like a a choice. Um, Also, I, I, I know that like you reached out to me, Rebecca, when the trailer dropped and was like, did you know about this? And I was like, no. And I, <laughs> I, and I like to think that like, at the very least, like I keep an eye out for Superman, Supergirl related things. I'm a, I always got an eye out from my boy crypto. Uh, it was a complete surprise. I was like, oh, that's, I didn't know anyone was working on that. I didn't <laughs> know that was a thing. Um, yeah. News to me. But pretty yeah. exciting. <laughs> News to me, too. Uh, so it just kind of came up. So maybe we could review it for Supergirl Radio. I think there is a a week in December where we don't have anything. Mm. And it's like, well, we have this one week. We can't really start a new series of things. <laughs> so we should do some kind of one-off something. So maybe this would be a good thing to put in that week. Because uh, it does cover some some ground that would be familiar to us it has crypto the super dog who we have done a character spotlight here on supergirl radio uh and of course crypto has been in many supergirl stories so he is very much tied to supergirl um so he is going to be palling around with scooby-doo and his uh, scooby gang uh including all, all of the you know uh shaggy velma daphne is going to give him some love um, so all the Scooby gang is there with him. He's going to be doing some super powered things uh, against Solomon Grundy using his uh, freeze breath or super breath, however you want to refer to it. And there are going to be some uh, villains that are going to be something, you know, a character's tied to Supergirl Radio. There's General Zod and it looks like either Feora or Ursa, whoever uh, that you're pulling from is basically the same character, just goes by two different names in two different universes. And then uh, Nan, I, I think, is probably who that other character is. Uh, there's the Joker, Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn Giganta, uh, Solomon Grundy. But then also a character that Supergirl Radio knows quite well because he would never leave the Supergirl TV series. No, no. Lex Luthor. So Lex he's Luthor back, is baby. <laughs> he's going to be in this as well. So he uh, is going to be. Um, I don't know if he's going to be a villain or if he's just going to be stuck with the Scooby gang and they're going to have to just kind of 
hang out with him. Unfortunately, I don't know where that's going to go, but Lex is going to be a prominent figure in this. And also, uh, Jimmy Olsen is going to be in this uh, Scooby-Doo and Crypto 2 movie as well. Um, So uh, some Supergirl-related characters are going to be palling around with uh, Scooby and Crypto in this one. So I feel like we could justify it for a Supergirl radio review. (laughs) I feel like we're we're a good friend to crypto here on Supergirl Radio. So, so. We, I have to say, I don't know a ton of Scooby-Doo mythology. I did watch the cartoon, the original cartoon as a kid. Uh, but if I had to tell you his his uh, his long journey uh, of various cartoons and comics, I would not I could not do a Scooby-Doo character spotlight. Oops. Uh <laughs> Mike is actually a, a big Scooby-Doo fan, so oh. I, I don't think I'm going to have to twist his arm to watch this one. Would he want to uh, join a discussion about it? I'll be like, Mike, could you do some research? You're going to be our, <laughs> you're going to be our subject matter expert. <laughs> could you report back? He's going to be like, a, he'd probably have to be like remembering his childhood. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we will think about doing something like that in the future. I think that would be a really fun and different. Uh, thing to talk about on Supergirl Radio with some Supergirl-related characters. Well, let's get to talking about the uh, the uh, story that we uh, gathered together to talk about. So let's get to discussing the third episode of the animated TV series, My Adventures with Superman, with the episode that is titled, Let's Go to Ivo Tower, You Say. The episode description... Uh, reads uh, from Max, reads, quote, Clark, Lois, and Jimmy cover a glitzy gala or gala hosted by tech billionaire Dr. Ivo, unquote. So this uh, episode uh, introduces us to Dr. Ivo, but I think they've been sort of teasing the Amazotech in other episodes leading up to this. Um, So now we finally get to uh, meet the man behind the Amazotech. So Morgan, I'm curious about this because this is something that we've talked about on Supergirl Radio, along with the, the listeners and the viewers in the chat who have been bringing this up. But it seems like with My Adventures with Superman, all of the villains that we have been introduced to so far live wire uh who else uh silver banshee uh most recently have all been tech based and now it does seem that way now we get parasite who is a very famous supergirl well a superman villain but who was also on the supergirl tv series um was is, he when was he oh, yeah, yeah uh parasite showed up i think twice um huh. But yeah, so Parasite was kind of a, he was kind of a throwaway villain, but he he sort of came out of the, like a guest star who was at the DEO for a couple of episodes and then he became Parasite. So uh, I would not be surprised if people forget <laughs> about him on the Supergirl TV show because he did not do a lot. Um, but uh, so Parasite, Parasite. <laughs> Parasite is a Superman family villain who now on this show is technology based which is hmm. a different take on the character so i guess morgan what are your thoughts on that as as we continue to go are, are you are you liking that it's doing a, a something different yeah i mean the technology based thing is kind of interesting because i feel like a lot of the times like on supergirl it was um it was aliens a hmm. lot of the time or kryptonians or like people in pods that one season it was technology but that was a bad season (laughs) Uh, and then like on smallville it was like meteor freaks um so i feel like going like kind of a full techno technological route it's kind of different you know a different way to go for a superman story i feel like usually it's you know he's either fighting other aliens or he's fighting people with powers and you know um here he's fighting technology and and that's kind of how it seems like a lot of these villains are starting to get their power so i do think that's pretty interesting it's like a different take on what we're used to seeing yeah i wish it was something new and different but also sort of uh not sort of the same i can't say like i wish it was different but the same that doesn't make sense. <laughs> but uh i do wish it was something more familiar but with a different spin on it but at the same time I think that the show has made a decision to make these characters all deal with this technology based off of what 
whatever Livewire was doing criminally where she was selling them or whatever. So I like that they're all at least tied to that story, that there's a through line between all of them. I don't know if like in say a season two of my adventures with Superman, if that would change, would they still be techno uh, technology based or technical um, tied to that technology? I don't, I don't know if they would do that, if they would mm. continue this story, but at, at least for this season, I think it's, it's at least interesting to me that they're all kind of coming from this one big story and being tied together. So in that way, I like it. Um, let's see. Mind the gap in the chat says very different take on Ivo who created Amazo in the comics and justice league animated series. But by the end, he seemed closer to the comics. Yeah. So, uh, the, the deal with parasite is the parasite as a villain, as a character can sort of absorb and not even sort of can absorb Superman's powers and then throw Superman's powers back at Superman. So he, he eventually, he eventually sort of did that with his suit, um, and then, of course, Superman realized that's what he was doing and then decided not to fight him in the suit. And that way he could not uh, be uh, attacked uh, because Ivo didn't have mm. his power. So um, now that we've sort of talked about Parasite, what, what's your take on Ivo as a character? What did you think about uh, this this tech billionaire who threw this big party and uh, it didn't go so well for him? Yeah, he was like a like a tech bro. He had like the he had like a little little hairstyle that was kind of strange looking, but it was like probably like this is what's in. I like that <laughs> I like that he introduced himself like very like the guy who changed everything. And then he's like, "Oh, it's me." It's like, "Oh, I don't know that that's a great look, dude." Uh Ivo immediately was like, "Um, yeah, this guy's probably a little narcissistic. Uh, he did not treat Alex, his assistant, very well. I thought it was very unfair the way he was treated. And Alex was really ride or die for him. Like, yeah. As soon as, as soon as somebody breaks in, is like, you know, things are going awry down there. Like, you should turn off the things. I would be like, listen, I'm not getting paid enough for this. <laughs> I'm getting I'm out of here. Honest. You just do whatever you want. But Alex <laughs> was like, no. <laughs> uh, do, do you think so- it was Alex who took the stuff in the so when Clark and Lois go back down mm-hmm. to like get pictures of all the stuff that I they saw earlier, was, do you think I it was bet Alex? it was Alex? Because Alex, again, Alex was ride or die. We know it wasn't Ivo because Ivo was like this at the yeah. end kind of like he a sort of shriveled up shriveled a bit. sort of a prune man situation going on Not um great. so it was either alex or it was um who showed up in like the first or second episode at like the end like the um oh destro uh yeah like De- like deathstroke oh. or um Oh, I keep wanting to call her Viola Davis, and that's the actress. Oh, Amanda, Amanda, <laughs> Amanda. Yeah, Waller. yeah. I was like, it, it might have been Viola Davis. <laughs> it could have been. It could have been. <laughs> uh, you know that gif of her from like um, How to Get Away with Murder, where she just picks up her purse and leaves. Yes. Like that's maybe what she did when she got down there. <laughs> She was just like, Ivo, come on. And she just left with, with her stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of Alex, uh, Mind the Gap uh, says in the chat, Ooh. there was a rumor Alex was Lex Luthor. Twist. Now, that's an interesting thought because Alex had uh, like shoulder length hair. He and did. sometimes. Beautiful. It was beautiful it was hair. Beautiful hair. <laughs> um, and sometimes Lex does have hair like that in the birthright, the Mark Wade Superman birthright comic. He does look like that. And of course, the best comic book film ever made, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, does have a, Lex, hair. <laughs> have a Lex. He's Luthor got like a mane. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is shaved off by the end. Uh, by an I'm well, not by an IMAX camera, but shot by an IMAX camera. So I was like, "Wow, those IMAX cameras are very talented." Yeah. <laughs> they just got right in there with the camera. <laughs> let's let's use an IMAX camera to shave Lex Luthor's head. Uh, but yeah, that could very well be possible. I think that would be pretty cool, and then that would sort of make sense as to why Alex seemed to be. I don't know. I kind of got the idea that. Uh, Ivo might not have been the brain power behind everything. He called himself a boy genius, but that was probably just him pumping himself up. But maybe it was just Alex 
behind the whole thing. Uh, oh my God, Alex is like the puppet master. He's <laughs> like, he's like my friends call me Lex, and then uh, and then he like winks to the camera, <laughs> winky winky. I feel like Smallville used to do stuff like that all the time, where where Clark would be like, I'm afraid of heights, and and then he would like just turn and like look at the camera, like, get it. <laughs> we don't have enough uh, like uh obviousness on this show i demand more the like literal winks at the camera <laughs> yeah i could see uh that coming into play that uh later maybe a, a couple episodes down the road alex becomes lex Luthor, and he sort of Ooh, i could at the camera i could bit. definitely see that because again Alex was too invested for like a low level employee at this company. <laughs> Let me tell you the the amount that I would be getting out of there be like, "Listen, I'm not paid for this. Um, I'm just going to I'm going to go around the street. I'm going to go get myself a Starbucks. I'm going to like have a little me time. This is not the lazy girl job I was promised." <laughs> yeah, he uh Alex seemed to know all of the tech-based job parts of it, but then he also I think ordered the catering. Yeah. I think he, yeah, yeah. Listen, his job has gotten out of control and he needs to scale back. Again, <laughs> too, time, too many Alex. things in your job description. <laughs> exactly. Much for one person to develop like... the tech and order the orders. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. I like when he was like, good job throwing the party, Alex. And like it, it goes over to Alex and Alex is just like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Electra WWF in the chat says it might also be Alexander Alston, who was another parasite that also could be interesting. Maybe this Alex continues the parasite technology even after, uh, Dr. Ivo, uh, probably can't do it anymore, I would guess. Um, so yeah. Hard times for Dr. Ivo, for sure. And I kill your vibe in the chat says if it was Lex, his first introduction uh, is of him being knocked out by Lois Lane, which I think Ooh. is appropriate. That is uh, that's a great introduction for Lex Luthor, for sure. Lois does punch him out and uh, Lois and Jimmy uh, help save the day, which seems to be a common through line <laughs> with this show. That they get a <laughs> chance to help, uh, go in there and, and help Superman save the day. Uh, so, yeah, Ivo, uh, he seemed to uh, have a lot going for him. Amazotech uh, includes phones and computers and security. He did do some criminal stuff. He was he a uh, little bit of criminal. He used stuff. his criminal connection to displace a whole neighborhood for his headquarters. Uh, he also had some competitors that just happened to have some accidents. So he wasn't Ooh. a super great <laughs> guy. Uh, his he, even his board of uh, Mesotech was not happy with him. So uh, Ivo, I don't think was the greatest guy. Even though Cat Grant seemed to think he was the most eligible bachelor at this party, uh, <laughs> so, so I don't I don't know. Maybe Cat Grant has some uh, different standards there. Um, and speaking of the party, Morgan, what did you think about uh, Clark and Lois and Jimmy getting their first big assignment from Perry White? Ooh, that was fun. I liked that. Um, it's uh, Perry has clearly seen that they've done good work. She had Lois had that um, that interview with him. She got that one quote that like they can maybe <laughs> use, but probably not. Uh, I did like that. Like Lois had the same reaction to it as I did last week, where she was like, "I can't use anything from this. <laughs> Who is this guy?" Um, but I guess it was good enough that like Perry White was like, "Listen, I like the gumption on on these on these we're young." interns um and how often they almost die i like that too <laughs> I feel like that's a good sign and something that i should like you know assign them a, a a big story i did like that it was like a puff piece about like essentially like who's the like the hottest bachelor in town and like cat grant like specifically gave them questions and uh, and lois was like no this is time for hard-hitting journalism. <laughs> I know that Perry White like specifically asked me for a very specific angle on this story, and my hard-hitting questions wouldn't make any sense in that specific story that they are trying to write, but I'm going to make sure that this trip has been wasted. <laughs> like, yeah, 
She wants to know, do you have a comment about your most recent bribery charges? Where did the campaign money go? Yeah, she was really getting in there hot and heavy with those questions. Yes, for for sure. I thought it was uh it was really funny that like had uh had Ivo not gone crazy and like turned into a, you know, like a mecha person uh and started fighting Superman, they would have had no they would have come back um from that uh, assignment with no story a bunch of no comments and some lovely fisheye photos of a man and his grandchildren <laughs> and pretty much nothing else like they actually got lucky that that guy decided like this was the night that he had to like <laughs> unveil his new technology that was going to like drive him insane uh because otherwise they had no story like nothing at all <laughs> so okay i have a couple of questions about this so do you buy the fact that cat grant would not go to this party herself i feel like cat grant is almost definitely at a better party like that's why she's <laughs> not at this one like cat grant cat grant is at a more exclusive party as we speak and she was like oh that guy like i feel like that guy. like you could see like the the his board was kind of turning against him like i feel like he actually wasn't that eligible of a bachelor like i'm sure she's heard like rumors like hey the company's not doing that well and she's like oh he's not that rich Hmm. <laughs> send the interns uh i one of the the funniest things uh for me coming from supergirl us watching the show for so long and just re-watching season one was hearing uh clark refer to cat as miss grant which is how like car referred Carr, to her yeah. all the time and i was like oh this is so this is so heartwarming it's so nice to have cat back even though she's not in this episode and <laughs> she gave up on her assignment <laughs> maybe she's in the the yurt who knows what she's up to <laughs> i like the idea that she's at a better party i think <laughs> i think that helps me get around that because i the whole episode i was like why is it why wouldn't cat be there but i think you make a really good justification for that so um, that's what i'm going to go with and the other thing was um i i appreciated that clark sort of realized the problem with lois asking these hard-hitting questions because eventually he tells her like i think we should just ask cats questions i don't think i don't think we <laughs> i don't think we should go this route anymore i think we should just do the assignment and the story that we're here for he actually was being really uh reasonable and um really thinking through what was going on there so i i liked that out of clark there was a lot of like inve investigative reporter or at least reporter clark kent in this one that i i thought it was nice yeah i like that one i see that um that Electra WWF in the chat says, I loved Clark turning on Ivo and getting all investigative reporter as soon as he insulted Lois. Yeah, listen, listen, you don't talk about Lois that way. Ivo was like, I'll introduce you to some, you know, some high class honeys over here. And Clark was like, <laughs> no need. <laughs> That lady's eating all the hors d'oeuvres. She's all I need. <laughs> like Lois is like inhaling the food. It was such a, that was a very cute, like Clark and Lois moment where Clark was like, excuse me, I'm going back, back to the other cards. <laughs> yeah, he, he turned on Ivo really fast after that. He was ready to ask those hard hitting questions too, even though he had previously just minutes before said, hey, maybe we should stick to Cat's cards. Uh, he dropped Cat's cards. Uh, immediately once that happened. Uh, so I, I really liked seeing that uh, kind of go-getter uh, mentality from Clark there. Because we've seen it from this Lois for a couple of episodes. But this is the first time where I, I'm like, oh, okay, I can buy that this Clark Kent wants to be a reporter. So it's starting to kind of come out from him. So I thought that was, was really good. Um, so what did you think? I guess maybe kind of the big... Uh, elephant maybe in the room Ooh. or I don't, I don't i don't know what what other animal it would be compared to but uh clark and lois uh have maybe their first date Ooh, at this party, this party. <laughs> listen it gets steamy in this episode <laughs> lois takes off her jacket clark takes off his jacket i was like what's going on uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I do think when Clark gets thrown out and then uh, Lois has to like mend his jacket in the stairwell, which I don't understand why. So I liked Lois's outfit. It was like kind of a play on like a traditional Korean outfit. Um, mm. But why did she have to take off 
the top of that to get out the sewing. I actually was so confused about the sequence of that event, of those <laughs> events, like why she had to take off the jacket to get out the sewing needles that I like rewound after the episode was over <laughs> to see if there was like some plot point that I missed that would like, okay. So she has all, yeah, she's got her like her little like tank top on underneath. Why did she have? Why didn't she put it back on? Like, why'd she take? Why'd she take it off? And <laughs> I still, I truly, I still don't know. God bless. Everyone was taking off clothes in that stairwell. I'm not mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> you think it was uh, somehow like? Did she have it sewn in to it? That's kind of like, what was I there was like thinking. a secret pocket? That I thought maybe a- like there was a secret pocket, but like I feel like you could probably just reach into your like <laughs> into your outfit, pull it out, or like you know you take it off, get it out of the secret pocket. Like you would probably just put it back on. Like for the rest of the episode, she's just in the like the little tank top, and I was just kind of confused. I, I like, think I think we're when you sling that it. thing back on. I here, I realize here's, here's the, the thing. I think Lois just wanted to take it off. I think so too. I think yeah. she was like, you take off your jacket, I'll take <laughs> off my jacket. Let's see what the vibes are like. <laughs> Honestly, I think the reason that she took it off and then never put it back on is so that scene at the end where she's outside and she's chilly. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then Clark puts his jacket around her. That's very romantic. Listen. <laughs> I, I'm not going to question the the dynamics of why she took things off or <laughs> didn't put them back on or <laughs> needed to take them off in the first place because I understand that it was it was all to get that scene where he gives her his jacket very gallantly and I was like it is a date <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't just for the romance angle although that was a large part of it oh yes that's true oh okay so all of this like all of this was to justify putting the jacket on her which was to justify the end so okay i take back my former criticism although i will admit <laughs> there was no reason she didn't need to put that back on or wouldn't have put that back on it was the whole part of the whole outfit it was honestly a majority <laughs> of the outfit but putting that aside well we clearly needed to get to her having clark's jacket yes because that's how the end scene happened so what did you think about clark oh about lois putting it together that clark is superman so when Clark rips that page about Smallville out of the, like the you know the tabloid magazine, and he didn't like immediately like incinerate it with his heat vision that he's very <laughs> he very he could have done that or just like ripped it into a thousand little pieces and then just confettied it on the office. <laughs> uh, I thought, well, that's going to end poorly for him for sure. Um, so yeah, it was kind of like a it was sort of Chekhov's uh, Smallville article. Because uh, you knew that was coming back into play at some point. But I thought it was really clever how, you know, she's on her way out and she's looking at the board about all the Superman clues. And she's like, you know, before I leave, like, let me look through these, you know, these tabloids that Jimmy has. And then she notices the page missing and she's like, that's weird. And then she like gets down deeper into the tabloids and she's like, seems like it's like this guy is like this Superman is from a small town somewhere. All these strange incidents at a small town. And then she reaches into the coat pocket and... <gasps> what what there's the article about smallville and why would he have ripped that out and put it into his pocket and also where's he come from oh boy because she called him smallville she calls him smallville in this episode yeah so i thought that was really brilliant i liked the way that they set that up where she figured it out herself through like deduction and like you know a conveniently placed clue but but it felt like she was honestly like halfway there by the time she found that magazine article she was already like okay whoever this is is from like a small town because there seems to be like a lot of incidents happening there and you could kind of see on her face like she was like clark is also from a small town like hmm, wait a minute she does have a moment where she's she's almost there because they have this conversation of course where someone says who is superman because they they have to ask this question who? every episode who, who is, is he, he? Who, who is who is clark <laughs> who is superman no one knows uh but lois asks seriously who is superman and clark says well maybe he's a nice guy who has powers and just wants to help them to uh wants to use them to help as many people as he can and lois says clark if you had powers you'd do that but i'm not talking about you so she knows that he has that uh inclination about him so she basically put it together in that moment i thought yeah but uh she had not gotten there fully 
Um, so what do you think about, because uh, I sort of struggled with this a little bit, that Lois Lane is using tabloids to uh, do her investigation? Because notoriously, famously, Lois Lane yeah. hates tabloids. Uh, she, 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 doesn't like, she doesn't like them in the comics. She hates them in Superman 4, uh, Superman the Animated Series. She, she sort of exchanges... Uh, uh, fighting words with a tabloid reporter in that in that animated series. So, uh, and I think even on Lois and Clark, uh, she has some words about tabloids in that one. Uh, so, Lois Lane famously not a big fan of tabloids, but here she's using them for an investigation. Yeah, I think that it does make a certain amount of sense, like Jimmy's thought process, which is like, "Hey, we can't find anything about Superman, or you know, whatever this is, and like reputable sources." <laughs> um, but what if what if there's like a kernel of truth in somewhere in these tabloids? Now, I don't think that Jimmy thinks kernel of the truth. I think Jimmy's like, this is the truth. <laughs> They're hiding it from us. Uh, but I think Lois kind of looks at it more like, hey, if like we cross reference all of these weird, you know, bat baby articles, maybe we can find some sort of hint at like what is actually going on, like a, a hint about how to figure out Superman's identity. So yeah, I, I like, I don't, and she does seem very sheepish when she's like, yeah, we have to like, Jimmy came up with this idea and like, maybe it's not the worst idea. And Jimmy's like, it's a brilliant idea. Um, and she's like, I don't know about brilliant. Like she, she seems like she's like doing this, but she's not excited about it. Yeah. Jimmy talks about this stuff all the time on his flame bird channel. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> Sorry, I had that on loop. <laughs> was that, what was that? You said flame bird? That, <laughs> oh, it sounds like, it sounds like, <laughs> Why like is the it call is coming me? from very far away, like down in the, like down in the sewers, like, <laughs> it's like the mutant ninja turtles could call, like, <laughs> It's very beautiful. It's haunting, really. <laughs> um, yeah. So Jimmy is uh, somebody who talks about this kind of stuff all the time. So he has no problem with UFOs and miracles and conspiracy theories. But no, I he's all think, in. He's a yes, true believer. Yeah. So I, I thought it was um, it was I, I, I think Lois probably would not like the tabloids, but I think she was sort of out of uh options at this point because she she nobody's done anything about superman nobody has any information on him there's there's nothing on the internet <laughs> there's nothing in other papers so they're kind of having to go through uh things to try to find information about it and she does come across uh well the metropolis star clark finds an edition of the metropolis star with an article titled 15 year anniversary of the kansas flying boy so that's very specific that is flying boy. <laughs> there's a flying boy in kansas uh so i think that sort of uh narrows things down quite a bit so it makes uh lois's job uh, a lot easier um so there is that <laughs> um i did want to hop back into the chat just to kind of get uh some folks oh, yeah. uh thoughts uh before we move on uh, Michael Bailey says, I want the deleted scene of Clark heading back to his apartment to get his suit to do the shirt rip. Uh, yeah, so there's a, a, a lot of scenes in here where uh, Clark could have done uh, the shirt rip, but uh, he, you know, he does the shirt rip at, uh, at the right time, I think. Uh, I kill your vibe. Uh, says two cheek kisses. It's a date. That's the rule there. There, <laughs> there, were, there, were, there were two, I, I believe. I think that is correct. Uh, Electra WWF says, uh, love the stairwell scene. It was a good scene because it at least uh, gave the chance for both of them to open up about things. So Clark tells her about how he didn't play sports. He played chess, which I thought was interesting because Lex Luthor is more known for playing chess. Um, and uh, Clark, in some iterations of the Superman stories, played football. So Apparently this one has not. Maybe it's because AI Jarrell scared him so much that he didn't want to do have anything to do with anybody. He was um, like, who am I? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm a football player. Uh, but he talked about his, his time on the chess club and uh, Lois told him about her problems with her father and how things were tough when she was growing up. So I thought it was a nice scene. Uh, other than the uh, the romance uh, side of it, I think it was a nice scene just th of them as characters kind of opening up uh, to each other. 
I like that everything got fuzzy because they were like, ooh, I think you're cute. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was like when you used to watch like Saved by the Bell and they were going into like a dream yeah. sequence. Ooh. I was like, I was like, what's going on in this scene? I like it. <laughs> is that is that an anime thing? I'm trying to think. I mean, yeah, kind sort of. of. Sometimes when they'll they'll have like two characters like like each other in like an anime, they'll be like a little background, like they'll blush that was that was very yeah, animated yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and uh sometimes they'll have like a little background or they'll have like a the soft filter felt like a little like i don't know that they do like sometimes they do soft filters but like that felt more like the show's take on it yeah but it was pretty funny i was like oh, oh they like each other and so it's all happening in soft focus <laughs> yeah it's very clear when uh the characters uh have uh romantic interest in each other it's very clear to tell um in addition to michael bailey's uh, sh uh comment about the shirt rip electra wwf says so in the stairwell when clark takes off his jacket we see his t-shirt underneath but then when he becomes superman he rips open his shirt and there's the suit so i think that ties back into michael's uh comment about maybe maybe he somehow super sped home put his suit on and then some, I don't know. That's a, that's another, like how, how, what happened when they took off the jacket? So there were some issues with Lois's uh, clothing and there's some issues I think with Clark's clothing. Uh, so good eyes uh, and good catches there. Uh, let's see. Uh, I kill your vibe says he rolled up the sleeves of the super suit. That's my oh. hand cannon. So a lot of people are noticing the uh, costume issues. Um <clears throat> Let's see. I'm trying to see if there's some other stuff in here. Uh, there's a lot of comments about the Lois and the tabloid issue. Uh, I Kill Your Vibe says, in all fairness, Lois was very reluctant to use the tabloids and only did it as a last resort. And uh, Electra WWF agrees. Lois is very uh, grudgingly using the tabloids. Mm -hmm. And uh, Michael also says it's a uh, Lois very early in her career, whereas the other examples are more experienced. Lois. That is a good uh, point. So um, what did you think? I know we sort of uh, uh, sped past Jimmy a little bit, but he's part of this trio going to uh, going to the gala and all of that. I know we sort of talked about his his uh, his photography that he was try <laughs> trying to utilize there at the uh, the party. But what did you think about Jimmy in this episode? Yeah, I thought Jimmy was really funny in this episode, honestly, going to the, uh, he has all of his lenses, he's ready. And then he goes to the party and immediately ends up as like a professional photographer for just like one family. Um, <laughs> but but then like the family knows some stuff about photography. And he's like, now you're speaking my language. Like he's trying to get away from like this old guy and his grandchildren. And then the old guy was like, what about one with the fisheye lens? And he's like, thank you. I do like, I do have a fisheye lens. I've been meaning to use it. Also, I thought, <laughs> what could, I don't know that a fisheye lens, like Rebecca, you're more of a photographer, but like I've used like a GoPro before on like a photo shoot and it was terrible because the fisheye lens meant everything warped around the corner so i don't know that that would be a great lens for a family photograph it's it's not it's not really <laughs> okay, it's okay. not it's <laughs> it's, it's not know. for like portrait photography yeah uh, the fisheye lens does sort of it it's a lens where you want to capture everything in the image but it's 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 tough to do um, so that, and he even says it in the episode, like he talks about how, it, you know, if he needs to get everything in one image, he can do it with the fish islands, but a fish eye is not what I would have taken. He did pack up everything in the, in the camera room from the That's daily. That's true. Planet. He was using, he was, he had all kinds of lenses. He was right. He was ready to go for that first assignment. Uh, I would have maybe put a 50 millimeter on there, uh, kind of more of a portrait lens or. Um, I have a kit lens. It's 18 millimeter to 55 millimeter. I probably would have maybe done that too. So something in that, uh, range is probably good for something like that. He also probably needed more of a, an external flash on his camera. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> I was thinking back when we went to Comic-Con and like, uh, like Sarah and I, and she would do the, like the press lines with the, like the photographs. And she had like the big, um, the big, 
flash on her camera that thing like was huge and i was like jimmy i think you need more of a flash i'm not a professional here but i'm thinking no fisheye more of a flash situation <laughs> yeah i do a lot of event photography for my job and um it's it's hard i've had to compromise with that kind of stuff because people people at events will notice like a dslr more than they will an iphone and so i in order to sneak pictures i'll just use my iphone but uh but when you do events the rooms are typically kind of a little darker so you're going to need a little more light which i thought it was really weird that jimmy was like i'm going to bring a uv light uh which I guess, <laughs> yeah I guess, which paid off in the end because it, that is what did, helped but like what was he planning to use that for <laughs> It it made sense in terms of the story because it it revealed the the fingerprint so they could stop the uh the the show as it were in at the the gala but it doesn't uh really make sense for him to bring that so uh I looked up UV photography this is my kind of nerdy <laughs> thing I wanted to, to know more about because I don't have a UV light so I don't know what to do with them. But UV photography is usually used to photograph plants, insects, fluorescent objects, diamonds, minerals, gemstones, hmm. lichens, mosses, uh, fungi, um, seaweed, al algae, rocks, water, household objects, skin. I've seen a lot of examples of it uh, in underwater photography where you go Ooh. underwater and you want to see some sort of sea creature at the bottom of the ocean and somebody will use an, a UV light uh, over it so that that creature will start to to light up so uh so i don't know what jimmy was going to use that uv light for but i would have wanted to see those pictures i would i would have been interested to see what pictures he got from the, that party uh but he seemed to uh, one of the things i thought was interesting about jimmy is he is now put into sort of the third wheel category where he started, yeah. he started off as three best friends going to a party and now two of them have sort of uh, formed a romantic interest in one another. So I sort of uh, started off, you know, really having fun with Jimmy and his cameras. And by the end of the episode, I felt really bad for him because his two best friends were sort of leaving him without a, a second thought. So yeah. I, felt, I felt a little bad for him. I, I I did too. I like he's he's all excited. He's like, we got great stuff in there, and like three best friends. And he looks up, and they're on a date now. He's He's like, wait, what, what happened? I did. One of the things I did really uh, make me laugh was that he, he mentions like, oh man, I got some great footage of the fight. I've already uploaded it to Flamebird. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Um, <laughs> but I was like, Jimmy, sir, um, you were there for the Daily Planet. You cannot then upload anything that you took. To your, to your own personal, personal channel. I 100% agree. I that was like very unprofessional. I was like, Jimmy, professional journalism ethics. Uh, you can't do that and you're going to get in so much trouble. Like, I know that they're all very young and like he's he's really um, he's focused on growing Flamebird. Oh, wait. Hang on a second. I wasn't ready for it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get you unaware. Yes. Um, <laughs> but no, no, you like that. Also, he scooped himself, essentially, because <laughs> he's uploaded this to Flamebird <laughs> right away. Like, as he's walking out of the building, there is no way that he's gotten that footage or photos over to the Daily Planet yet, which means that the person who has the exclusive on, like, a billionaire turning into an evil robot and fighting Superman and then turning into a prune is... <laughs> Flamebird, a, a channel with seven subscribers. <laughs> if I was Perry White, I would be so mad. Yeah, but what if this is what makes the Flamebird channel blow up? I th so I personally, since this is like this is a modern retelling of Superman, right? <laughs> what I want to happen is for Flamebird to totally take off and then jimmy has and then jimmy like gets fired as an intern obviously 
<laughs> obviously. But then Jimmy becomes like an influencer. Like Jimmy becomes like a YouTuber. And so like he'll just meet them out in the field and he'll be like, I need fresh content for my channel. And then he's like, guys, can we go out to lunch? But then he's just filming them eating the whole time. <laughs> and he's doing that annoying like voiceover reel where he's like, oh, yeah. And then and then we ordered the avocado toast and it was scrumptious. And, and Lois was like, just eat your food. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is it possible that whatever the ch- like we assume it's a YouTube channel, but maybe it's some kind of other platform where you know, like you know, Facebook and Instagram now, oh. you can collaborate. Oh, so so he's, he's gonna collab with the Daily Planet. <laughs> so maybe he's like posting it on his channel, but then adding them as but a collaborator, adding them as and a it collab. goes on their channel too. I feel like uh, as his boss, I would still be like, sir, no, you cannot use work that you are doing for this paper. Using work equipment. (laughs) Yeah. For clout for your, for your channel. Listen, we don't know the ins and outs of his social media influencer life, but we will soon. I think Flame Bird is taking off. It's taking off. And next episode, I think he's going to have maybe into the 30s, 30 subscribers. (laughs) Yeah, I hope he his channel blew up after that fight. Uh, So we'll see how that goes. We'll follow his uh, social media journey as it goes along. Um, But I guess we really didn't. And uh, I guess there's a lot of uh, chat messages uh, (laughs) blowing up about Jimmy. So Mind the Gaps suggests that Jimmy Olsen is using those photos for his paid YouTube membership. Um, I don't know how I don't that think would he work. Has paid subscribe. He's got seven subscribers, so I don't think he's got people like. I don't think he's in the paid partnership program he's not, yet. He's not monetized have, yet, for sure. Listen, you have to have a thousand subscribers. You have to have four thousand watch time hours. <laughs> Maybe if this takes off, though, he he's he's gonna get all check bar. Check there you go. He's like, yes. listen, monetization, baby. Olsen <laughs> out. And then he just, he just leaves. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think that maybe it could happen. Uh, new Rachel thinks that maybe Jimmy could become a podcaster. Oh. I don't know. He feels like a visual guy though. He, he does feel like a visual guy. I mean, he he's, I'm sure he's going to do some like dramatic voiceovers though, but he is a YouTuber. We think we're, so, we're pretty sure flame flame bird. this bit is gonna get old so fast uh we're pretty sure it's like a youtube channel i i think right yeah um so uh but he could be a video podcaster like we are he could he could do that for sure he's he's gonna go live and wired (laughs) he's he's already been live and wired that's true Uh, let's see uh marcy dalmatian says jimmy just might upload something that goes viral in a future episode that's what i'm pitching i think i think jimmy full-time influencer is in the cards (laughs) if it's not the uh superman versus uh parasite i don't know what's gonna blow i mean up. listen he's he's got the inside track on that one he's got the first video of it well i, I certainly hope that uh flame bird really ah. takes off uh so uh we'll we'll both have to be maybe on the on the ready for that button it's down in the um background music in the future <laughs> so if you want to hit that yourself you can um but I guess we would do. Did we talk about Lois knowing that Clark was Superman? I think we we sort of did. We, we did, yeah. Um, but what do you what do you think of the implications are for the next? Like, what do you what do you think is going to happen? Is, is she going to tell Clark? Because Clark Ooh. almost confessed. He did almost confess. He started to, and then Jimmy interrupted. So, so hmm. well, actually, the reason he didn't tell her was because she got angry with Superman. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because yeah. she was like, I hate liars. So I don't, I <laughs> I think that she's going to be like mad about it. I think I she's going to be I can imagine so. Yeah. She's like, I had this nice little romance. I hate liars. Now I found out he's been lying to me. I think it's going to, I think it's going to be on next episode. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see if she, does she tease him about it? Does she like go around acting uh, as if she knows, but she doesn't say anything. Is she going to test him? I don't. I don't know what's going to happen. But uh, Clark is probably not prepared 
And uh, <laughs> I, I would be curious to see what happens. But we're only in the fourth episode and she knows that he's Superman. So I'm curious to see how that's going to play out. I would rather her find out pretty early on anyway. So I'm, I'm glad that they have gotten her to this point uh, this early in the series. Although I don't know if Lois finds out, is she going to tell Jimmy? Ooh, that's a good question. Because what if he know. what he announced it on Flamebird? He oh my god, he might. I don't know. Is it, <laughs> is it safe to tell Jimmy he's chasing that clout? <laughs> <laughs> he has a new mistress now and it's internet fame. <laughs> so I don't know if, if he'll trust Jimmy with that information, but uh Lois seems to know. So I don't know. She has a she has a suspicion. I don't know if she has it confirmed yet, but we'll see if if she ends up doing that. I'd be curious to see how she reacts to that. All right. Well, uh, overall thoughts, Morgan, what did you think about the fourth episode of My Adventures with Superman? I'm still really liking this show. I think it's really fun. I like the characters. I think that they're doing a really nice job with like the Clark and Lois romance on this show. Like I'm really bought in. I really want to know what happens. And they have been doing an excellent job with the cliffhangers. Like every episode has been kind of ending on a cliffhanger that like makes me want to watch the next episode, which is actually like a a reason why I'm excited that this has been coming out on like a weekly basis versus like the binge model where it all drops at all at once, because like it, I'm going to think about it like, Oh my God, what's going to happen when now that Clark, that Lois knows about Clark. I mean, I know that the next episode is like technically out and we can like watch it, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm going to, I'm going to wonder about it. And I think, you know, it's going to keep people watching from week to week. Yeah, uh, we we are behind a week, but we're going to eventually catch up and do two episodes and uh, then we'll get caught up. Uh, we'll have to decide when we want to do that. But yeah, I'm I, I'm kind of the same way. I'm still enjoying this. Uh, this one, uh, I think when we watched the last couple seasons of Supergirl, we didn't get used to big like game changing cliffhangers because those were very rare. Yeah. Supergirl towards the mm. end. Uh, yeah. So- <laughs> So, uh, so being able to talk about another TV show in the Superman family where the cliffhangers are pretty momentous and uh, mean something and uh, change things for the characters uh, Imagine. Is, very, is very exciting and it does make me want to watch the next episode. So uh, I thought Dr. Ivo was kind of so-so. He was okay. The parasite thing was, uh, was good. Uh, but I thought some of those the character beats that they did with Clark and Lois were were really good, and I lo- I'm still loving uh, Jimmy so much. Uh, this Jimmy Olsen actually cares about photography and Imagine. carries the camera around, is actually doing Jimmy Olsen things, um, and so that's really fun for me to watch. So I've I've been really liking this show. So I'm very curious to see how Lois handles this new uh, realization that she has. Uh, that hopefully we'll get the reveal of in the next episode. All right. Well, uh, we have some listener feedback from a uh, fan favorite Supergirl Radio listener. Uh, So, Morgan, would you like to read her email? Oh, I'm excited. So we have an email from Anna who writes, I am currently at a university on the East Coast. I have loved all my classes, and I'm so excited for classes to start again in the fall. I have an internship this summer, but more free time overall. So I'm re-watching Supergirl again, the first time since the series finale aired. I'm planning to get caught up on your podcast episodes as well. Yay! I saw from your titles and descriptions that you just did a season one re- rewatch. I did. Super- We did. We also kind of did the same thing. We went back to the beginning. (laughs) Uh, Anna says, I'm super excited to go in and listen to those podcast episodes, especially since I have started to rewatch a season one myself. I'm already noticing so many things that do not match the later seasons. (laughs) Uh, Anna, we made those same, those same (laughs) notices as well. We were like, "Uh, wait a minute, that, that doesn't, you just got to let it wash over you. That's the whole thing. Don't overthink it. (laughs) Uh, Anna says, I have missed listening to your podcast immensely. So much in my life has changed since 2021. And it's nice to know that no matter what changes, I can always go and listen to you both talking about Supergirl. It really does bring me joy and makes my day better anytime I listen. I I'm like not- it. I like that we're like a, co- a consistent thing in people's lives. We, uh, that That is very nice. Like, <laughs> people are just like, you know what? They'll, they'll, those crazy kids will still be talking about Supergirl. <laughs> 
And you're right. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are still talking about Supergirl. No matter what happens in your life, we're still going to be doing this. Listen, <laughs> we have done a lot for this podcast. We came all the way out to New Jersey to see, to see the Flash movie. The Flash movie, people. <laughs> Sacrifices were made. <laughs> we do it all for you. <laughs> uh, Anna said, I'm not sure if you still do snap judgments, but I have one just in case you still do. Oh, Anna, we still do snap of judgments. Of course we do. Of so let's, we let's do Anna's snap judgment. In the game of snap judgments, each person is presented with two options, but must only choose one. First instincts are recommended and explanations are unnecessary. Okay. Well, let me just say, it's so refreshing to see a snap judgment that is several paragraphs long. <laughs> Anna. Wait, it's been a while. Girl, I've missed you so much. Okay. <laughs> let's get into this. Uh, okay. Where have Anna and her sad snaps been? No, this is personal. Uh, okay. So. Anna is actually a Kryptonian with a secret identity. Oh. And after appearing on Supergirl Radio and after hearing her voice, many evil aliens tried oh, to no. go after the co-hosts of Supergirl Radio oh, in is, order to try to get her. This is very dangerous. Okay. <laughs> now what happens? So she spent the last two years fighting off the aliens before they can reach Morgan or Rebecca and protecting them from the sky. Just last week, she was able to apprehend the last evil alien. And now that Supergirl Radio is no longer threatened, she can resume her old life. Or Anna went off to university. <laughs> <laughs> Which do we think it is? Well, I think the the second one seems too simple. I too don't, simple. I, for, for an Anna snap. I think Anna's seems... trying, to like, trying to get us with that and being like, <laughs> Oh yeah, trick question. You know, I'm on summer break. I'm I'm rewatching Supergirl. My classes are great. I'm thriving in university. Anna, we're on to you. We know. <laughs> we know that that's that's too simple. That's too simple. <laughs> not, not not the author of the Fleur de Lis saga. <laughs> Truly, no. By the way, I was uh, I was in Disney World uh, like last month, and we were walking through uh, Epcot, France, and there was like a little. <laughs> There was like a little uh, shop that was selling that was selling food that was called Fleur de Lis, and I, I stopped Mike like it was 110 degrees out, and I was fully melting down like I was like a, a puddle like the Secret World of Alex Mack. But I stopped and I said, oh, I said, Mike, my daughter, <laughs> I must take a photo, <laughs> and I had to stop and take a photo of the of the Fleur de Lis stand in Epcot. So. Listen, she's with us always. Is the point. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is too good. Um, well, first of all, I th I want to say I want to believe it's number one. Yeah, and I'm so glad that Anna was protecting us from evil aliens that were flying around trying to get us. So I'm gonna go with number one, and uh, thank you, Anna, for always watching out for us, even though we had no idea they were happening. Yeah, you know what? I felt in danger the whole time. Uh, but I don't thought that was just because I watch a lot of true crime. Um, and it's, it's rotted my brain. But now I know that it's because I was in danger and Anna has been protecting us this whole time. Uh, so obviously I'm going with choice number one. It's the only one that makes any logical sense, if I'm being honest. It's the real answer. We yeah. have this. But uh, it's but good to know where she's been, right? I, I'm, thanks for checking in, Anna. And thanks for the saves. <laughs> yes. Uh, thanks for writing in, Anna. It was good to hear from you again. And uh, thank you for the snap judgment. No judgments on your snap judgments. I would welcome any longtime listeners. If you haven't checked in with Supergirl Brady in a while, let if, us know how you, how you are. If how, how, been, yeah, if it's been a minute since you've like written us an email, you can just write us an email that's like, hey, this is what's been going on with me. Honestly, I just love I just love following along. Yeah, let us know how what it you're going <laughs> what has post supergirl life been for you how is it exactly. how has that been so uh so that's good to uh hear from anna and see uh and know what she is doing well i guess uh is this the time that we need to get to some supergirl radio and some dc tv podcasts 
Thanks. If you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Podchaser, and Spotify, where we also have a Spotify playlist that includes music featured on and inspired by the CW Supergirl TV series. We are listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. If you like what we do, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you enjoy our Supergirl radio live streams, make sure to subscribe to the DC TV Podcast YouTube channel and hit that notification bell to get notified when we go live and wired. DC TV Podcast also has a T Public store, so if you are in need of new DC TV related t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, onesies, mugs, notebooks, pillows, or stickers, go to supergirlradio.com and click on the T Public store link at the top of the page. Now see here, Supergirl Radio is part of the DC TV Podcast Network. So if you want to listen to other shows, we've got The Flash Podcast, Legends of Tomorrow Podcast, The Lituation Room, DC on HBO Max Podcast, Stargirl Podcast, Superman and Lois Radio, Green Lantern Podcast, The Sandman Podcast, DC TV After Dark, and Justice League Dark Podcast. With the uh, introduction of our Flamebird sound effect... I feel like I need to get one of those. There's like a little, like a board a that you can get that goes, like, that, <laughs> that goes with StreamYard. Yeah. And I, initially I was like, oh, I don't need that. I can just push buttons over here. It's fine. I can do it on the browser. But I, I, I need a button that I can know exactly where it is at all times. <laughs> but isn't it more satisfying to press a physical button? Uh, but it's not satisfying when it's delayed, though. Although, is it more fun? Is it funnier? If it's <laughs> when I say flame bird and then just stare at the camera. <laughs> See, I have to scroll down so far. It's it's not it's not good. I I'm gonna I'm gonna invest in one of those things where I can just hit a button over here and then maybe I can do that. Uh, but there's there's a lot going on now with the introduction of the of the flame bird. The podcast stuff. is about to get real complicated. <laughs> So, um, and uh, Linda checked in with us, uh, saying, doing great and still enjoying your show. Nice. So, uh, glad to hear that, Linda. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us, uh, even if, even though we're talking about a different show now. Uh, so, thank you for checking in. Uh, Morgan, would you like to tell people about the DCTV uh, podcast, Deep Public Store? Frankly, I can't wait to. Uh- <laughs> Uh, so we have some Superman designs in this DC TV podcast T Public Store that we would just love to suggest to you. Yeah, if you need some Superman stuff, definitely come uh, check it out on the DC TV podcast T Public Store. Uh, you can find the link to that at supergirlradio.com or dctvpodcast.com if you prefer going over there. Uh, but we have uh, Superman t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, mugs, all kinds of things. So all if kinds you need of good stuff. If you need some new Superman-related merch or Supergirl stuff, we got a lot of Supergirl stuff in there, of course. Uh, but if you need some new merch, uh, definitely give it a look because we got some cool stuff in there. Well, we would also like to thank our Legion of Super Sponsors for supporting the Supergirl Radio Patreon. These people are Michael, Anne-Marie, Yvonne, Quinn, Nicola, Abby, Miriam, Nicole, Brian, Ethan, Danny, Majuba, and Lingonberry. So thank you all for supporting Supergirl Radio through our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash supergirlradio. If you are interested and would like to uh, see our discussion about the pilot of the Wonder Woman TV show from the uh, mid-1970s, uh, <laughs> you can become a legion of a super sponsor and get that discussion. Uh, got a lot of good feedback, actually, about that Ooh. discussion. Pe- people seem to really like the Wonder Woman uh, discussion. Maybe we have to uh, at some point continue our watch through the Linda Carter Wonder Woman show. And uh, <laughs> Every once in a while we just drop another episode of Wonder Woman. It's like it's like Wonder Woman episode two. The plane's back. <laughs> <laughs> so if you are interested in our thoughts about the Wonder Woman pilot, you can check out the Patreon uh, where we will be doing a monthly pilot pods. So we'll try to watch another DC TV related show once we run out of DC stuff, maybe I guess we just go into other pilots and talk about other shows. But we're going to try to do some DC stuff so that we can get caught up on, on different shows. And 
I guess uh, I could talk about myself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so where, where you can find me, uh, you can follow me on a couple of social media platforms. I'm on the Vero True social platform at Derby Kid, my preferred platform, to be honest. It's where I share what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, occasionally what I'm reading when I get to read something. Um, and then uh, you can follow me on Instagram at the Derby Kid, where I share the occasional picture and a uh, funny cat video over there. And I am also on YouTube. I have a personal YouTube channel at youtube.com slash duckmilkprod. I keep saying that I'm going to make new content, and I definitely am. That is happening this weekend. I'm either going to do my full circle video that I've been promising, or I might do a... Uh, an analysis of something that I've been thinking about in regards to Pee Wee's Big Adventure because Paul Ooh. Rubens uh, recently passed away from cancer and uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure is one of my favorite movies of all time. Maybe my favorite movie of all time if I had to Whoa. narrow it down and pick one. And so uh, the last time I watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure, I thought about something that I'd never thought about before. And so I wanted to do a video on it and this seems like a good time to do it. Uh, so maybe that'll be something I work on this weekend. Uh, but you can uh, subscribe to my channel over there at youtube.com slash duckmuckprod. I also have a travel blog, social media accounts uh, for uh, travel videos and pictures that I've been doing with my brother. Uh, you can find us at Oasis Broom. Uh, it's a funny name, but it also has, carries a lot of meaning for us. So if you want to go follow us over there, you can definitely do that. And you can find me as a co-host on the Legendary Ladies podcast, <clears throat> where we also have a YouTube channel and we've started uh, streaming. We're not, listen, we're not flame bird levels. Oh my gosh, show. you got to stop doing it. You got to give me, you got to give me for free. <laughs> Sorry, I'm enjoying it too much. <laughs> you got to set me up a little. <laughs> give, give me some lead time. <laughs> I'm keeping you on your toes. <laughs> Uh, where we recently talked about the uh, the Barbie movie. Uh, so we sort of did a review of that movie. We had a fun time talking about it. Um, but we've also done episodes about our top five Avatar, uh, The Last Airbender and Korra episodes. We've done our top five queer ships. We talked about the Nimona movie that was uh, recently released. And I think this time around, we're, <clears throat> we're going to do another pilot pod. I'm pretty sure it's going to be about the Dragon Prince, but I'm not 100% oh. sure. So uh, you should definitely make sure that you're subscribed to our, um, our podcast and our YouTube channel. It's at The Legendary Ladies on YouTube and on Instagram. And we're at Legends underscore podcast on Twitter. Um, so, yeah, check us out. Yeah, that's very exciting. The Legendary Ladies is one of my personal favorite podcasts, so I'm very excited every time y'all drop in, uh, a new episode. And uh, make sure you subscribe to them on YouTube uh, because that's that's really the fun way to watch them because you actually get to see them. So uh, make sure you give them a, a subscribe so that they can have kind of a seven follower a seven follower day like Jimmy yeah we, his... we want a seven follower day for sure <laughs> yeah so just like uh jimmy's uh flame bird youtube channel uh give them a oh. seven follower day <laughs> it's never gonna get old for me <laughs> i i missed it last time i wanted to make it up to myself um but okay all right so that is gonna do it for uh this episode of supergirl radio but until next time i'm still rebecca johnson and I'm still Morgan Glennon. And now, with the Parasite, you can become your own Superman. McGurk! I Do love typing. Do not mess with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you like it? Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Kira. I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther, boardroom or ballroom. Because really? She looks like a boss in this coat. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther. It's not just Lena being mean. No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. So fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Yeah.